Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. My racing career isn't just about me. It's about the team, the fans, the sponsors, the families, the tracks, the whole sport. Join us over the next five months on the Junior Nation Appreciation Tour, where we show appreciation to where it's owed. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car ahead here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! I think we should take a moment here to have a moment of silence for Ted Christopher, um, a Northeast racing legend. Um... You know, big enemy on the racetrack for a lot of people, but from what I understand, what I know of him, he's, you know, one of the best guys away from the track. And uh, he's honestly probably, I mean, a, a modified legend for sure, but Northeast, he would race anything, anywhere, and he was always exciting to watch. And, um, you know, never, uh, never a dull moment with him. So we'd like to take a moment of silence for him. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity car. Chief Instigator, Chief Instigator, Chief Instigator. I can't wait for Halloween. Mugs flying. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, last weekend in two races. Myatt Snyder, I've never spotted so much in my life. Yeah, welcome to the real world. What was it like on Thursday? Dude, I was sick of spotting. Yeah, did you go for the ARCA race? Well, I did Thursday. Thursday night, Friday, yeah. Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. I was See, you're, Maya ended up driving the car that I spot for. In ARCA. When I got the call that said Maya was driving it, yeah. I could not have been happier because yeah. that moved my flight from Thursday morning to yeah. Friday morning. Yeah. yeah. It's and, cool. I don't mind racing, man. I love racing, but all those practices. God. That's a long Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. It's yeah. a long that's time. That's a lot of spotting. And it we is. have a sub lovely co host. Yeah. Hey, guys. I mean, Should geez. I say NS instead of KB, NS? Uh, yeah, I mean, NS. hey, guys, <laughs> you've reached 1-900. I mean, you said that kind of creepy. Hey, good morning. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of tweets. <laughs> Again. Again. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, man, that was kind of a crazy weekend. Chicago. Yeah, Chicago is usually a lot going on this week. Yeah. There is a lot going on. I mean, where where do we start? I mean, the king loses his bacon deal. Yeah. He turns complete moron and talks crap about a company that's given him a hundred million dollars. 
Yeah, that's well. probably smart. I mean, I think both sides could have handled that a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, it, your two professional places should not be in a in a war on so, social media. Our, our big boss, competition boss, Ryan Pemberton, staring at us like he's getting ready to fire both of us. <laughs> what do we, we do now? We already do this for free. Now it's going to get worse. We're going we're gonna to lose our pay. We're going to pay. So uh, he usually looks at me like that, and he shakes his head and walks away. Ryan, you got any good rumors? You want to come in and talk? No. <laughs> oh man. So he loves us. So so honestly, you think it's okay for the king to lash out at a company that's given him well, a six year relationship and probably, being all honesty, seventy five or eighty million dollars? Uh if. I don't know the details of it, but neither do neither neither does anybody else. That's my point. But what I'm saying is, if he did, if that's, I mean, he is. I don't believe Richard's going to make something up about you that. Think, you think Richard's ever screwed anybody out of money? I don't know. I what do. I'm saying is, I know is somebody he screwed out of money. You? I know two people he screwed out of money. <laughs> well, I'm, what I'm saying is, if there was something happened and then somebody backed out, you know, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but. You know, he's probably angry because there's a lot of people's jobs at stake at there this. Is. There's a lot of people's lives on the line. And I can see where he would be angry now. He might have to go back here. And ultimately, who knows if they're going to run. They yeah. might have had something lined up. You know, rumor has it that Bubba was coming. They, You know, I don't know what they're going to do for sponsor. But, you know, now he might have to go back there and be like, hey, now I got to lay – I got to lay a hundred people off right here. We're only running or, or even everybody, you know, and I, I would be mad if I had a deal and you told me, you gave me your word. That well, you're with me. But you don't know that that happened. I don't, I don't, <clears throat> you don't but, know that that happened, but you don't know that it didn't either. I, I, I know that that's not their version of the story. Well, I, I, I have heard a version of it and it got twisted up, up at the top a little bit from what I was you told. I, you and I both know that a deal is not done. Until ink is on a piece of paper. You know, I agree. I agree it's not done. But, you know, if you... We if, also know that starting in the beginning of the year, that Smithfield was talking to various teams and also NASCAR. So NASCAR was trying to be in play on the same big... This is a big freaking deal. Other than Menards, mm-hmm. this was the second biggest play on the market for sponsorship. Yeah, it's big for Petty to have, too. I mean, here's the reality we talked about last week. They've been they've been with Petty for a long time. They spent a lot of money with Petty, and they've run like mm-hmm. crap. And when you look at – we can even go back to Viagra. Remember when Mike Bliss got Viagra, and they came in, and it was like, man, Viagra? This is a big money <laughs> deal. This is not a big money team. Literally. And, and, then, and then you sit around and watch this thing for a year, and you're like, uh, they're going to move. What do they do? They moved. You can't yeah. come in and spend – a pot. You can't spend the A tier money and run with the C tier guys. Well, I thought it was because Mark was having problems. And no, he, I don't think he Mark's needed, ever had problems. And he needed Smart some help. Martin, dude. <laughs> he needed help. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't have A money sponsorship and get C level performance and expect guess, to keep it. I guess my problem with it is, is one of them either needed to make it. They either, if you're leaving, just tell them you're leaving. Is you know, then you don't have this gray area where okay, do we have a deal? Okay, we have a deal. Not really. Yeah, I mean, there's you a know, lot of more moving parts and pieces, man. You know. Yeah. Well, and. The version I heard from a pretty reliable source was they got mixed up kind of near the top. You know, somebody wanted to do it and somebody else didn't want to do it. Somebody else made a decision and didn't tell the other person. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I really don't know. It was, it, in my opinion, I don't care if his name's Richard Petty or Jesus. You don't come out and choose to blast a partner. Because here's the thing. If I dated a supermodel 
and I had pictures, and I put those pictures all over the internet. And then I want to date Natalie, the next supermodel. Oh, she's, gosh. She's going to be like, uh, nah, you just put pictures of, of your ex You're just not going to get pictures. That's true. So, so, so the next supermodel is going to turn you down. He needs sponsorship. The last thing he needs to be doing is talking yeah, about well, the sponsor he just had forever. Yeah. I mean, he was I, pretty damn patient with him. Let's be honest. I'm not. I'm not saying. You know, I don't know the deal. If he had, if they had a handshake deal and they were said they were going to come back, then went and signed something else, I'd be pissed too. I'd be yeah, mad. If a frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass every time it jumped. I'd be mad if you told me we you were going to pick me up and then didn't show up and told me to get around with someone else. <laughs> Absolutely, but you don't. But if but, I never told you I was going to pick you up, well, what if you did? I didn't. What if they did? I'd have left your ass by the well, curb. I mean, your name's not Smithfield either, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just not a good scenario. Either way you look at it, it's not. Yeah, companies not are companies going to do what's best for their business, and race teams are going to have to figure it out. I mean, it's the way it's always been. I think it's a huge hit to Richard Petty Motorsports, who all by the way has already been out of business twice. This is his mm -hmm. third time that he's in a in a in a debacle. Um, and then you look at the Richard Childress piece. They're sitting there banking on. I mean, this building that Richard Petty Motorsports sits on, we drive by it every day to come here. It's for lease. It's been for lease for a while. We though. knew they were leaving. We said months ago they yeah. were leaving that building mm -hmm. to go to Richard Childress Racing's campus. Now RCR is probably sitting there going, whoa, whoa. Like we had a potential. This is a potential six, seven million dollar deal to RCR because they're going to buy motors from you. They're going to need cars like that's another big hit. So, I mean, you're looking at a lot yeah. of people's jobs that are in jeopardy. And then we certainly hope it all works if out for them. If they can pull it off, I think it's a good move for them. Should have done it six years ago. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a good move for them, I think. Like. Like you said, I mean, if you're, I don't know why they didn't do what Furniture Road did and go to the highest team you can right? and pay them for their knowledge. Right. The 78 car is taking their, paying for the knowledge and using it and destroying them, yes. you know, destroying their, who they're paying to get it from. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't know why they haven't done more of that. Um, that's the first thing I would have done. Take the money and go buy speed. I mean, that's, that's what money buy speed. But if you take the money and put half of it in your pocket and go race with the rest, you usually don't run well. well I retire well, though. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. All right, do you guys want to go into spot off, spot off? Do you? Spot on, spot off, yeah. Do you want to talk about, off, like, you're, you're dressed off, exceptionally uh, professional you are. today. You are. Are you interviewing in, somewhere after this? Yeah. Are no. you leaving us? I'm in... Does she have an Pants, interview, Josh? I, I don't know. Jacket. I dress nice. Have you, you ever guys seen act her? like you see me in jeans and a t-shirt every time you Have see you ever me. seen her dress this nice, Josh? Hmm? You have? Yeah. You're way more business-like today. Yeah. No, you guys say that you every are, time you see I, me dress up. I don't know. You, I don't know how Could to say it Could those pants nicely. be any tighter? They're painted on her. Look at her knees. Look how tight they are on her knees. Yeah, yeah but they're, they're like baggy in my waist, though. Uh, TJ, we need some of those to spot in. Tight jeans, bag and waist. <laughs> yeah. We keep the mosquitoes and bugs from going up our legs. That's right. I definitely think you're very more businesslike today than normal. I think she's got an interview. You do, don't you? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm Rich. taking Carson to lunch Rich. at Pisces. Pisces. <laughs> Pisces, all you can eat sushi for $10. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to work for the Hurricanes? <laughs> Love me some Pisces. If you come to Mooresville and you like sushi, you go to Pisces and you literally can eat yourself sick for $10. Yeah. They're so good. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh literally. They get all the fish straight from Lake Norman. That's Josh's go-to sound thing. <laughs> it is. When things turn great. You get the Lake Norman sea bass. Uh, I also like this one. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. What is uh what sushi do you eat? What's your favorite? What's your go to? 
Um, I like the Hey, there's uh, a Leo FedEx role. guy. Should we get the FedEx guy in here and ask him who his favorite driver is? Let's interview him. Now, like, go get him. Seriously? No. He's like, no. <laughs> He's gone anyway. He's so in a hurry. Nice. He's got to get all his deliveries on time. Mm. So what, what, what's your go-to sushi? Leo roll at Pisces. What's in that? Um, I think it's tuna. I add jalapeno and cream cheese, mango, and rice. I love spicy. I add jalapeno to every roll I order. Yeah. Those are like six things that I would never eat. I never Salmon. Leo I don't have any either. You know what I would get? A cucumber roll. That's not That's sushi. so boring. <laughs> That's what God, I would get. orders that? I would. I don't eat seafood, so I would just get a cucumber roll That's or something. That's what 12-year-old oh girls gosh. get. I Dude, don't eat seafood, man. Dude, this squ- doesn't work. Squid salad is the best thing ever. Mm. And also oh. spicy yellowtail rolls. I tried calamari one time in Fontana, and it was chewy, and I hated it. Yeah, no, God, it wasn't you're such a wuss. I did not like it. The only fish you still, I eat. You still cut the ends off your sandwiches too? I you would it? if I can. The ends the best part. The crust. Yes. No way. Cuts yes. the ends off. You. Uh, His wife cuts the steak up for him, so he doesn't have to. Actually, I do all the cutting of the steak. Yeah, yeah. you can handle that. I cut. I cut <laughs> mallons all that nice. Gross you out. No, that doesn't gross me out. You know my ver- you know what fish I eat? Fish sticks with ketchup. Yeah. That's healthy. That's good fish. That's right not there. processed. I've I haven't had one of them in probably you know, it's probably been twenty years. Oh, <laughs> fish well, I had a fish sandwich from McDonald's last two weekends ago at like three in the morning. <laughs> Dude, the fish sandwich is the best thing on their menu. It's the only thing no, I'll order from McDonald's. That's, at that's three in the morning disgusting. it was amazing. Willie that and a double cheeseburger. Willie that's the only thing Willie Willie loved when they brought that back, oh my gosh. Willie will go <laughs> the filet o fish. Oh my gosh. Extra tartar. Yeah. Willie uh, had that mustache and he would eat a fish sandwich and I swear half the tartar sauce would be in his mustache still. <laughs> I didn't even know they served fish and then we rolled up in college and my best friend was like, I want a fish sandwich. I was like we're not at Captain D's, dude. We're at McDonald's. But nonetheless, he got the fish sandwich. I tasted it, and I was like, damn, this is good. It's not bad. No. So what it, like, do you have to put the tartar sauce on it, or can you put ketchup on it? You can you do anything you want. Because I'd probably put ketchup on that and eat it. What about Long John Silver's? You like that? I'll go there. I used I to have a uh, boss in college who would get a double cheeseburger and ask for lettuce and mac sauce on it, so he didn't have to pay for a Big Mac. Oh, <laughs> 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 Completely cheap. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. I always get uh, no pickles just so they have to make it fresh because I don't want mine sitting in that window for like two because, you know, it can sit there for two days and still look the same. Yeah. Like I want mine oh, made still fresh. still tastes the same I love too. pickles. So I'm like, no, well, just get extra pickles. That way mm-hmm. you know yours is made fresh. TJ, we got a door bumper clear shirt out here. He's hey. strong. That's awesome. The one and only door bumper clear shirt ever sold. Ever. <laughs> the only one ever. Ever sold. It's a good thing Kristen's not here. She'd be pissed. She's still waiting on hers. <laughs> I've never gotten mine either. Well, I don't, I've never seen your order. Really? Really? All I do for you. What? All right. Well, we want to thank one. one main. I don't know if we did that earlier. Where Halloween Eve? And the Exalted Studios. Natalie's the one who studio. writes all of these uh, things that we read. So if y'all don't... Uh, that's why when we say we're going into fast lane, it, it's like a 20-second sentence. Natalie's the boss of this show, for all of y'all who didn't know Yeah, this. she's dressed like the boss today. Look at her. Like a boss. I'm a boss, Sister Remix. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have nothing. Josh knows that song. Just another day Josh in the life. Josh goes bars and clubs. He knows. I went and saw Luke Bryan this weekend. Oh. 
He wears jeans like you got on there. He really does. Yeah. I like it. He was shaking my ass. <laughs> what do you call those? He thinks country jeans. girls shake it for me. Oh, my gosh. He, uh, Man. he can shake it for me. He uh, he brings a lot of people out. He does. He put on I've a seen good him once just this summer in August. Yeah. He did good. I'm sure he brings a lot of people out. That Brett Elridge was from Chicago, I guess. He's my favorite in the whole world. And people were going crazy over him. I only saw the last few songs of his. We got to, me and my sister got to meet him in beginning of August, which we had no idea until about 10 minutes before it happened. And he, uh, it was funny because me and my sister look a lot alike. And he looked at both of us and he goes, you guys must be sisters. I'm like, oh my That's God. creepy. <laughs> what a great line. Oh, it was hilarious. He should have said, I'm Brett Eldridge, and just shut up. <laughs> instead of trying to have a line like that. We're oh, like, what a yeah. loser. <laughs> Brett. Uh, Josh could give him some tips. <laughs> I'm a boss. This is your line. Ready? Yep. <laughs> All righty. Spot on, spot off. The boss. Spot on. <laughs> Keslowski's comments about Toyota. Uh, you want me to start? Or you? you go ahead, though. Uh, I go spot on, man. See, somebody's got to say something. Um, I mean, it, we've all thought it. We we sit here and talked about it on the show. Every every week, come on, here's two dominant cars, 18 and 78. Toyotas have been dominating. They've been dominating and... Uh, yes, they haven't won the championship every year, but Carl Edwards had the championship won to a late race caution in Homestead. He was going to win that championship. Mm-hmm. Um, they've dominated the Xfinity cars. He got so mad, he quit. <laughs> he took his ball and went home. What is he doing now? Does anybody even hear from him? Farming. Uh, farming. He's the boss of his farm. Got it. Yep. Upset. So, but you know, Brad's been known to uh, come out and say things that people won't normally say. We've all thought, you know, and so I'm spot on for it. You know, I think Keslowski handled this with a lot of class, the way he said it. He basically said, we haven't seen a manufacturer have an edge like this since the 70s. And he didn't say Joe Gibbs Racing. He didn't say yeah. one particular driver. He he said a manufacturer has an advantage. And then I think this is kind of today's world version of let's get Steve O'Donnell's attention Let's get fans behind this campaign. Let's put some pressure because NASCAR caves to Twitter pressure. We've seen that happen before. Let's get some pressure behind this to get NASCAR to help the other these other manufacturers. And then Kyle Busch sees it and retweets it with a crybaby emoji with a STFU <laughs> behind it, which stands for shut the front door. Shut the front door. Up. Up. So, you know, I, I feel like Brad was just taking – the, the technology and world we live in today and try I mean, Dale Earnhardt used to walk in the back of the NASCAR truck and tell Bill France, you got to do something. <laughs> well, guess what? Bill that's France ain't there Brad anymore. Did. Yeah. That's Bill, basically what Brad did. Willing. Bill France isn't there anymore. And neither is any other France. So in order to get attention, you've got to, you got to have a plan and your plan is to get social media behind you. Brad, I think it was a methodical tweet. And then I think the Gibbs guys were like, Hey, this is our version of flipping you back off in the same platform that you tried to create this. So I think in this situation, the fans win, and I think that makes it spot on because all this used to happen behind closed doors. Yeah. And now it's happening right here in front of your very own eyes. Yeah, I mean, he's right, though. They got the fastest trucks. They got the fastest Xfinity cars. They have the fastest cup cars. 
And it's been that way for two, three years now. Yeah. And and the part that makes me mad is, I mean, I thought it was funny that the only people responding were like Kyle and a lot of the JGR people were responding, you know, and honestly, they weren't even responding with with very good answers. Like the way Brad worded it, it was highly more educated than what any of them said. Yeah. You know, Brad says, manufacturer Kyle is using STFU. <laughs> we got the part that I don't agree with is higher ups over there coming out and saying, well, we work harder. You don't work harder. You you mean to tell me you're working harder than your guys at Stuart Haas or, you know, Clint's guys, Dale Jr.'s guys? You're not working harder. That's the part that makes me mad is when you come out and say, well, we just worked harder. That's not true. That Like, I disagree with that completely. You you may have, you know, you came in, you struggled when you first got into the sport, and then to pick, you've got some help. And now now you're running with it. You've, you've done the work to make it your advantage now. But it's a huge advantage. Yeah. Like you get to the corner, you watch those cars turn. Yeah, we all have a lot of the same stuff underneath these hood, underneath the car, the suspension stuff. We're all doing a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. It's not right. It's not. We're not very different in that area. So, but that that car that you set down on top of that deal is big, and um, you know, I just don't like when they come out and say, "Well, we're just working harder," because that's not true. No. Truex rebounds from penalty to win playoff opener. Uh, yeah, I mean, spot on. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't. I mean, look, the fastest car right now is the seventy-eight. Yes. He's just working harder, and 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 let's. I mean, look, he's driving harder than he's driving else. harder than the rest of Martin them. Martin Truex is is a former Bush Series champion. He's a great race car driver. He is, but but let me tell you something. He ain't this great everywhere we go. Like. Love the guy to death, love Sherry to death, but this is the fastest car. And I've always said fast cars go fast. He here's the thing though, like when you screw up, it's easy to screw up again and again and again. We saw it yesterday with Kyle Bush. Mm-hmm. We saw it yesterday with Kurt Bush. These are exceptional race car drivers. Maybe industry wise perceived to be better than Martin Truex. But when Martin Truex screwed up, he didn't compound it with another screw up. He, he got his cool. head on straight and you're watching this race and you're watching Harvick battle for the lead. And you're watching Chase Elliott battle for the lead because Kyle is already <laughs> bad. Martin <laughs> bad, but you're watching Martin come right back on marching up through there. And you're like, row, row. he's three tenths faster than the fastest car after him. Yeah, he's a he half is. second faster than me and TJ all day. <laughs> like, yeah, he wears us out. Just wearing. So, I mean, you got to say spot on for those guys. Yeah. You know, Martin and, Martin is somebody that you see this fast, and you you know it's it's aggravating that they're that fast. But Martin has his his attitude towards it. He's never cocky, never rubs it in your face, right. never does any of that stuff. He's the most down earth guy, normal guy. Great dude. Great dude. Yeah, and you know I hate I hate that somebody is that fast, but I don't. If somebody's going to be that fast, I'm glad it's somebody like Martin that doesn't like. If Kyle was as fast, he'd be just. I mean, we would all want to fight him. It'd be a WWE episode. What uh, what did you think about the green slime in uh, Victory Lane? <laughs> I didn't see it. I, was, I did. Uh, I was, was Nickelodeon, you know, the how they used to dump uh, yeah. the green slime. Dude, Nickelodeon. Okay. All right. <laughs> they come in here and they do this sponsorship, which I'm a fan of. Ninja Turtles are walking around the track. Man, I think that's awesome. Yeah. They're on Jennifer Joe Cobb's truck. Are you kidding me? I was well, wondering on, that as um, well. They were on Bubba Wallace's. It, uh, yeah, it's like NASCAR. And Jeffrey Earnhardt too. It's like NASCAR got all this money to do this sponsorship. Well, let me so, let me rephrase that. ISC Chicago Land got all this money, and as, as part of the pitch, they were like, "We're going to give you a couple cars." 
and it's going to be these two. And I've been like, no, just give them back. We don't even want those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, what's the you know, point? I thought the slime thing was kind of cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, right back to Martin, this is, I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad, you know, Martin's getting a chance because when you get to know Martin, he's a pretty funny, dude. Yeah. Like, and this is giving Martin a chance to show him a little bit, kind of like Del Jr. doing the podcast now. People are seeing another side of him that they normally wouldn't see. So, you know, uh, but yeah, the uh, Nickel, that's awesome. They come on there and did that, though. It's cool to see the Ninja Turtles walking around, and I, I miss Splinter. Yeah. Should have brought the rat. Yeah. Oh. What turtle would you be? Michelangelo. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, Leonardo, Raphael. Raphael. Raphael's a cool name. Yeah, he I was, was. I was Raphael as a kid. If I was going to be, he was a badass. If I was going to be an international guy, I'd be a Raphael. What was cool the bad name. guy's name? Shredder. Shredder. Yeah, you should look like Shredder, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Danica out at Stuart Haas Racing. Wow, what a shocker! No saw, saw this coming. coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm almost 50-50 on this spot off because Danica has been an influence and she's been a, a positive for the sport. You know, granted her track record, she doesn't win every race, but that's not... She doesn't win a race, TJ. Well, you don't have to be successful on the track to have a positive influence on the sport. And she's opened doors. Agree. She's opened doors that we normally wouldn't have had opened... And uh, honestly, her attitude, feistiness and stuff has come in and been fun to watch. I'm glad. I mean, she's been a great personality in the sport. Yeah. And when you talk to her, she's actually a very cool person as well. Like, you might see the mad Danica after she, you interview her after she was in a wreck and think she's mean and, you know, whatever. But she's not. I mean, she's a cool person, too. So, um, but this, this reminds me a lot of what we just talked about with Smithfield. She's had six years-ish to prove herself and to prove she belongs in this top tier equipment. And she's reached a point where she's still in, you know, B plus a minus level equipment and she's not an a minus or B plus driver. And we also reached a point where the sponsorship dollars weren't flowing to her like they were. So the fact that she's out, I think is just part of this business. What I hope doesn't happen is that she's out of the sport because we don't need to lose Dan Patrick. We need her presence here. You know, here we're looking at, Regardless of what you think about talent, the two most marketable drivers in this sport right now are Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Danica Patrick, period. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here looking at this sport going, uh-oh, we may be losing both of them in the same year. Thankfully, Dale Jr. is going to stay around in some capacity. We don't know about Danica yet. We need her here. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, it might be kind of cool to hear her call a race and be involved in a little bit of that. I don't know. I'd love to see her stay in a race car, man. You know, I, yeah. I'd love to see you know, Petty or Childress or, or somebody be able to put something together to keep her in good stuff. I think she's run, you know, well this year at times. I mean, it, look at Richmond. She's the fastest car on the stopwatch late in a run. Honestly, she was not bad this last weekend either. She was either. not bad at all. Struggled on some restarts, you know, but she she was a top 15 car. And, and if she could run top 15 every week, she would still be here. We wouldn't be having this conversation. I hate to even say it, but, I mean, she has had a lot of, of bad luck terrible luck which you know somebody in racing once told me you should have never allowed yourself to be in that position or you know you make your own luck type of things but yeah really honestly though she's had some really terrible luck, terrible luck. that logano thing when his brakes exploded and he wrecked it, her head on just, and Lug- and yeah. eric broke his back i mean every time she has a fast car it's like the black yeah. cloud just 
I would agree. Hones in on her. An yeah. F-16 just bombs her car. Or yeah. Austin spins her out. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So the 18 and 19 switch pit crews for the playoffs. 18. Over the wall too soon. <laughs> uh, you know, that's... I'm pretty sure the 19 crew, which is now in the 18, is most of the old 88 guys. What we had, and right. then they left to go over there. They got... Get, let me, let's just be honest here. Gibbs pays... Yep. A lot of money to get the best pit crew guys. They there's there's no harder. other way around it. So they we're just harder. gonna we're just gonna say it here. If <laughs> Gibbs wants somebody, they'll write them a check and they'll get them. Now mm-hmm. that's buying time on the racetrack. It's working for them. That's why they're so freaking fast every week. It's why Furniture Rose pit crews are so good. They're Gibbs guys. But if you're a great pit crew, if you're an elite pit crew member, guess what? Gibbs is gonna call you this off season and they're gonna offer you a bunch of money, right? I mean, uh, odds are looking good. It's what happened. They don't do that to spotters. Damn it. No. <laughs> no. Why do they switch them, though? Like, what's the... Because 18 had been struggling. We're going to need you guys to take a pay cut. We we got this new tire changer. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they'd they been struggling a little bit, and they felt like their, the 19 was a better pit crew. So mm-hmm. they make that. I mean, we see this all the time yeah, for the no, playoffs. Yeah, I know that. You but... know, you try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and let them get as good as they're going to be. When the playoffs start, man, you don't have time for this. Unfortunately, this pit crew penalty wasn't what killed Kyle Busch, though. What killed him was he sped when he came back. Mm-hmm. Down pit road. That exit, that um, section 14. Is a short section. At the end of pit road. I don't understand how everybody can speed in the same section, but they did yesterday. Yeah, it's a the, it's a real short segment, and we actually lowered our speed for that last little bit. Just It's actually, that's where guys, if you're nose to nose somebody and you want, you know, you're trying to get the right lane and you yeah. try to beat a guy, yeah. if you speed up the tiniest bit, you're just doing nothing but right hurting yourself so and it's a short segment so you don't have time to give it back yeah so tough little area there so tyler reddick joins jrm in 2018 man this is awesome you know mm-hmm. i think being here at jrm when you saw the william byron news break the first thing you think about is man this is awesome we've got another guy we've elevated to the cup series and then your second thing is uh-oh we got a whole team of guys and a whole great car that we got to do something with. What are we going to happen? We heard a lot of really good names that certainly wanted to come in and be a part of it. I think TJ knows better than I do Tyler Reddick, but I saw a lot of good things out of him in the truck series that I hope he's ready to get here and get his game together and get going. Yeah, Tyler's a he's a really really good kid, and um, you know I started off with Tyler in the trucks, and he started off really really good. We won Daytona, won Dover. He he can be successful. Um, you know he's just young, really young, needs good. Needs good influence. Needs good leaders around him. He's got him. that here. He'll got have that, that here. here with Justin and Elliot. Um, he's going to have plenty of people to lean on. And I feel like this is a really good home for Tyler as far as who he's going to be surrounded with. I feel like, you know, when he left when he left Brad's truck deal, I kind of thought he was going to – I didn't feel like it was the right decision for him to go where he was going to run part-time. You right. don't – you need to be in full-time – also, when you go and run with Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson's on top of his game right now. Yeah. Like, when he gets in, no matter what Kyle gets in, he's fast. He's running 200 races a year, too. And you, so you, you put Kyle in there, and then, you know, the, you got the, you got that team, then they say, oh, well, Tyler's running this weekend. And, you know, they know you're going to lose a little bit of the, yeah. you want your guys for the whole year. You want a group of guys to get behind you and become a team for a year. You don't want to swap back and forth and. And uh, and do that stuff, and I thought that was going to hurt him a little bit, and then obviously he gets run over by his teammate a couple times, yeah, as well as the rest of the series. The um, thing I admire about the guy is he comes on the roof, 
He's, he does. He's studying the game even when he's not in the race car. Mm -hmm. And you can come on the roof and you can just kind of be present or you can actually come on the roof and study. And you can tell by the interaction that he has that he's studying the game. He, in order to do well, you obviously have to be able to drive a race car, but you also need a high racing IQ. You have to understand all the things that it takes to be successful. When pit road opens to the time it opens till it closes, like you, don't, you can't take any time off in that race car. You literally, physically and mentally, you got to stay. I mean, now you know you race. You got to stay in the game, and I think mm -hmm. he's got up there and figured all those little things yeah. out. Yeah, and what's he running this year? Like fifteen races, maybe. Yeah. And then, like you said, Kyle's running two hundred. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, fifteen to two hundred. I mean, that's not right. even a comparison. No. So I feel like getting, you know, getting in somewhere where you know you're going to be in for the full year. You, be, you get a group of guys behind you. You go and start off. You, you run good at Daytona. You come out of the top five. You go to Atlanta, run good. You're all you're. Your top, yeah. Your top five in the points, things are going well. Um, you don't want to try to dig out of a hole like we did with Justin, where you go to Daytona and get wrecked. You go to Atlanta and you have a wheel problem or something. The other thing you don't know when you're in his situation at Ganassi, and, and obviously I'm not trying to say I know, but you don't know what cars Tyler's getting in. You know, when he gets here, he's going to know, all right, these are my five cars. I've driven all five. These are now my favorite ones. And you start talking, taking his favorite cars and making the other ones like that. When you're running a, a limited schedule and Kyle Larson's getting in the car, guess what Ganassi's going to do? They're going to take the best damn race car they got because they know they got a chance to win. When they look at Tyler Reddick, they probably say, okay, we got a chance to run top 10. <clears throat> do we really want to take our best car to do that? Or do we want to maybe save it and maybe take a different car? So I think you'll just getting here and being here full time, getting to know your guys, getting to know your equipment makes a huge difference. Hey, look, at, like, look at William Byron. That yeah. would never happen. Look he came William. from dirt, which <laughs> I think helps because look at Kyle Larson, Tony Stewart, Clint Boyer. I mean, yeah. these guys, that dirt keeps you sharp. You would be very impressed with if you've talked to, to Tyler. He's very well spoken for how young he is. Oh, he is. We did a 360 with him. We threw him to the wolves, he, Brenda, right away. That. that was funny. He, he's very well spoken, <laughs> very polite. I've gotten mm -hmm. to know him and his family over the last few years as well. Um, great people, too. Like, really fun. Like, it, it's going to be great. Yeah, he seemed like a fun guy to be able to put up with Brenda right TJ, away. TJ, why do you put your face on the back of your T-shirt? Because I'm sexy and I know it. No, it's actually on the front and the back. That's the, like you're more arrogant than the Papa John's guy who puts himself in every commercial. <laughs> you like it. No. You do. Why do you put your face on there? You screw up the whole T-shirt. Not that you have a bad face, but oh, it looks great. Double threat guy. <laughs> you like the face? No. Nah. <laughs> No, we don't like the face. Look at his face when you ask him that question. We got to go to break. I like the face. Face, the, face the facts. Let's take a break. One Main Financial is the largest consumer finance company in the United States, and it dates back over 100 years. TJ, I did not know that, but I did know that if you were in need of a loan and your finances have taken a turn, One Main can help. So race down to the closest One Main branch and get back on track. You know that with more than 1,700 locations, there is bound to be one near you. There's actually one really close to us, where we're at right now. So find your closest one main at onemainfinancial.com. Lending made personal. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. 
We're moving into fast lane. We each get 30 seconds, and then there's a 30-second rebuttal. That Done. was the best explanation Alrighty, we've okay. ever seen. Good Go. Lord. Good job, TJ. NASCAR took and <laughs> NASCAR took inspected tires from the 18 and 78 during Sunday's race. Is this something new or normal procedure, TJ? Uh, I think if there's – I've seen it done before, so it's not something new. Obviously, there was something tipped off, though, because it's not something that I don't – I don't think they do this every week, in my opinion, that I know of. But um, – you know, I re- <laughs> they were fast. I don't know. Dang. Here's here's what I know about it. It's it's new to me. I've certainly never heard of it. Uh, but NASCAR says they've been doing it all year. They've done it five times. I'm not real sure why it would be, quote, a secret. What we do know is years ago, Ryan Newman got busted for poking a hole in his tire, which was making your air pressure not build up, which was making your car turn better. And he wasn't the only guy doing it that year. He was just the guy that, that – you know, kind of went down for the whole thing. So I'm glad they're policing it. We certainly don't need that to be an advantage, especially with a championship on the line. Yeah, I remember I remember Richmond a few years ago when Jamie McMurray went from 25th to, like, 4th in one run, and then he leveled out. <laughs> I mean, you don't just do that. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Um, yeah, what, you're right, though. I mean. And but, what they're looking for here is they're looking for you to let air slowly out of your tire. So the air pressure yeah. – doesn't build up it doesn't balloon it keeps you at maximum grip throughout the run so i mean just we want the audience to understand what what the advantage is they used to run bleeder valves Mm -hmm. same thing just let the air out real slow huge advantage you can drill a tiny pinhole is what they're doing they're putting pinholes in these tires and all it does is you they won't leak air normally when you're sitting there you know i mean it will slowly but you know when when those tires get hot you don't want these tires to build tire pressure as much. When they build tire pressure, they get hotter and they slow down. You would see those, the, you know, you would see that last pit stop occur, and then you would see a big crash, and then you would see a red flag, and yeah. then you would see guys with literally lifts, yeah. sitting there with flat tires, and it's like, yeah. hey, here's your sign mm-hmm. that those are the guys that are taking advantage of this situation. Yeah. They let it go on for a long, long time. And now they've come back and said, "Okay, we're not going to let this go down again." What if you? What if they were doing only like? What if the guys are like doing it to the rear tires only, or or, or something like that? You know I mean, what I yeah, mean? I mean that right front. Maybe that's why one. they blow the tires after the race or something. Yeah, I mean that right front and right rear is your two big ones. Yeah, I mean I, I'm just saying, even if if you any of them down, I mean if oh, you no. can keep them that left rear, yeah, from or the right rear from blowing up real big and getting real slick, yeah, I mean that'd be huge, yeah. Huge. I apologize to the listeners of DBC. The dinger is not working. Your dinger's broke. It's terrible news, Josh. <laughs> no throw up sign or no throw up sounds and no explosions. How do you that break that? That worked earlier. I understand that, but it's not working now. You apparently, don't understand wow. how they work. I got to go to nine rounds. Keep this show moving. Ding ding. <laughs> there was an abundance of pit road penalties among playoff teams on Sunday. Is this due to the added pressure? I don't think it's due to that pressure. No. I think there was something going on with that Section 14 on, on pit road. I mean, everybody they called out for speeding was Section 14. So I don't know if guys were maybe throttling up a little bit right there in that deal, but I don't I don't think it was playoff related. I don't I don't think it's uh, a tiny bit maybe because people are trying to get everything you can get. And right now you need every point. Ryan Newman needs every position he can get. Eric Jones needs every position he can get. Eric so, Jones isn't in a playoff. Well, you know, any of them guys like that. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Newman, whoever else. he was racing for, he was, he was. Um, but anybody in that position, you, you're trying to get everything you can get. And let's not forget, we all are given a five mile per hour buffer as well. Yeah. yeah. So it, you know, you look at the the penalty, and and it sucks 
But then you look at guys who made mental errors on top of the penalties, and it kills their opportunity to get a lead lap finish. That's yeah. what we saw with the 41. It's what we saw with the 18. And, and, I mean, there were a lot of guys yesterday. Ricky Stenhouse choked right off the bat yesterday, went and got a penalty, went and hit the wall. I mean, like, he basically – he's not fast yeah. enough to screw up that bad the first race <laughs> and be able to overcome it. He's not going to win New Hampshire. He's not going to win whatever's after New Hampshire. Yeah, he's got a chance to win Talladega, but guess what? He'll be out by then. He had all the, he had six months to prepare for this one race mentally, and he gets into this position and completely takes his team out of the chance within the first 20 minutes of the race. Really, all he needed to do was survive yesterday and come out of there with a with a top 15, top yeah, 18. Yeah, top 15. And, and Landon Castle, who I think the world of, he ran 20th. Ricky Stenhouse couldn't run 20th. And actually was going to run higher than that, but he chose the strategy of staying out and hoping for a caution. Then he had to pit. He was running 14th. Yep. Lead lap, 14th. And, and, you know, here's Stenhouse, who has it all on the line, two wins. And, man, he he took a big hit yesterday. Yeah, agreed. So only the Cup Series playoffs started at Chicagoland. Should all three series begin the playoffs at the same weekend? What are your opinions, TJ? I think it should. To me, this this is weird that you start them at different times. To me, the playoffs you don't if if like to me they should all start at the same time. The pressure needs to build up. I I don't I didn't like the fact that we started one before one this week or two this week one last week. I think it should all start at the same time. I think when you have the Cup Series and they start theirs, it takes over everything else. And so I think when you look at Justin Algar winning the race, which congratulations on that by the way, and you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Justin Algar wins the race. I think that storyline maybe gets lost a little bit if Elliott's not winning the regular season that same day, you know, because you don't have the cup to overshadow what the Xfinity series. I think it helps a little bit. Now, should Xfinity maybe f- do it before cup? Probably. But that's not the way they do it. But I'm, I, I kind of like what they're trying to do. I think it helps each series have their own identity a little bit. I would rather go to Richmond and race on a Thursday night with the trucks, Friday night with Xfinity cars, and Saturday night with the cup cars. And do it, it's their, you know, kick off the championship night. I would rather do it them nights Mm -hmm. in a row and start it. All righty. Silly season has heated up again this week. And now Kenseth, Amarillo, and Kane remain without rides for 2018. Where do you think they will end up? You say Amarillo? She did. Amarillo Amarillo by morning. I can't say Armadillo. I can't say Amarillo. Amarillo. Everything. Amarillo. 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 Bacon. Armadillo. You got nine rounds at 1130. I know. I got to go. So we got Casey Kane, Matt Kenseth, Danica Patrick, Kurt Busch, Eric Amarillo, Eric Jones. All these people are swapping rides. Yep. And arguably the most talented race car driver out of all of them, Matt Kenseth, is the one that doesn't have anything. Yeah. These other people have a little something going on. He's also the most expensive. He's also the most expensive, <laughs> but he's also the most talented. Yeah, he is. So it's hard to believe that we're looking at a silly season where the best guy that's the free agent may not get signed. So basically, you know, who knows? The rumors right now are Casey's got a ride. Probably going to be announced here real soon. Um, Tell them where they're going. Uh, you know more than I do. Tell them where he's going. Almirola has a ride. Almirola has a ride. Supposedly has it, has it lined up. Now it's going to come down to Matt Kenseth and Kurt Busch on which one's going to drive for less, basically, in my opinion. Big deal, man. I just think it's hard to believe that you got your best free agent doesn't get signed. And that's the way it's headed as of right now. Yeah. And, I mean, look, Matt Kenseth's 44 years old. He's very rich, you know. 
he, he's he'll be fine. You know what I mean? It's not about that. It's just about looking at it from a sports perspective. If I want talent, I want the best talent I can get. And then it's like, but we got to be able to afford them, and we can't. And and that's where the model has changed in the sport. The owners used to say, uh, all right, I got all the sponsorship I need. Which driver do I want? And now that's not the case. The driver has to bring money, and he gets to pick kind of where he goes. It's a completely different economic model. And it's yeah. why, you know, it also is going to be why somebody like the 95 car gets a chance to get a guy like Casey Kane or like yeah. Matt Kenseth. It's flip-flopping kind of. Yeah. You know, 15 years ago, there was – there was 20 fully funded cars yeah. and they picked drivers. Yeah. You know, now it's kind of, yeah. I mean, they're going to shut the 77 down. They've already sold the charter. That was online this week. I think, I saw right. That, yeah. Um, because they couldn't get enough. They got, I mean, that's a fast race car mm-hmm. and they can't keep it open. That's a man. That's scary. That's really scary. Already the off the wall topic. Apple unveiled their new iPhones. Because they unveiled more than one last week. Yeah. Are you willing to pay $1,000 for a phone, TJ? I'll have to see after Brett gets it what the face recognition <laughs> stuff is like. TJ's got a new shirt coming out with two faces on it. Two. He's mm-hmm. going to show the front of his head and the back of his head. <laughs> and he'll be able to afford this $1,000 iPhone. Man, I love my iPhone. I do, too. I keep dropping it and getting water on it. And so oh I don't gosh. know if I need to spend So they say bucks. the new ones are all glass, too. Wow, these these are glass too. (laughs) It still cracks like glass. Yeah, (laughs) shatters. It does. So I don't know. They it'll it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure I know somebody that'll have it. Let's call Apple and get a a, a sponsorship deal with a show and get them for free. Why do you think they don't sponsor more than what they do? Because they don't have to. Yeah, they don't need to. I mean, you would. They have some like ungodly amount of money in cash. No way. Not no, Apple. like no. I'm saying like most uh, most companies uh, no. have money right. somewhere, but they've got like seven hundred million in cash. Yeah. Was it them that paid cash for their new building? Uh, I'm, I don't. Of like it. three billion or something crazy like that. Somebody did. I forget what that was. Three billion cash. How how would you like to count that? Man, when Apple <laughs> first came out, it was a Macintosh computer. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had one. And I had one. Remember when they were colored? <laughs> floppy, they, floppy disks. They yeah. freaking sucked. Oh, they were awful. I mean, mm-hmm. like, a PC was light years ahead of where this thing was. But then, man, when they rebranded and they got their crap together. I think you know what I think where it started? Pounds. You know where it started was those, uh, remember when they came out those colored ones? Those, uh, That's what I just said. So we're talking about the color apples. Dude. Oh, I thought you meant, the, you're talking about the all-in-one unit. But it was, no, no, no. Uh, like the big computer. I'm talking about the all big color unit. Yeah, that's like what I'm talking the, about. Yeah, their, their big their big play was always graphics. They yeah. were, you know, they were, they were for graphic designers more so than normal users like us. But mm-hmm. normal users like us wanted to have them, and then they because they were cool. Yeah, and then it's like, man, this thing sucks. I want my gateway back. Gateway. <laughs> remember the gateway? <laughs> I do yeah. remember gateway. They had like the cow. Was yeah, like the their cows. I worked for print, gateway yeah. for a while. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm selling computers. I was in college. I had a gateway. Gateway actually for a while there when you got that box in the mail when it came in you had that big old <laughs> you got mail oh my gosh dun, 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 dun. yeah that was that was good old days did you pick up the phone yeah then somebody picked up the phone oh my remember <laughs> I'm downloading just, something just get damn off it the, just kick me off Instant Messenger <laughs> ASL good I am yeah A I M ASL Age, uh, sex were, location. Age, sex location. Yeah. People are so mean to me on Send pics. <laughs> Send pics. <laughs> so mean. Jesus. Please keep this show going, Natalie. Please. It's getting ready to hang a left, and we don't need it to. Not today. Uh, uh, we're at such a good point where it could go left right now. 
<laughs> Go faster and left. Oh, what, man. What was your screen name on AOL? Cock fan. <laughs> I don't know if I could. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you do know what I'm it was. T- I don't know. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I guarantee I had something with Gamecocks in probably. it. Probably. For sure. Yeah. Game. Cock. What was yours? Uh, Short stroke. <laughs> I ain't telling. <laughs> I don't know what Brett tells his. I was it really my, that bad? I don't Mine wasn't my, bad. I don't <laughs> Did you guys ever make fake ones? No. Absolutely. Catfish. Yeah. That's so stupid. If you're online and you're catfishing, you're a loser. You should actually. I don't go really to know prison. Catfishing started. <laughs> I don't think catfishing existed then. If you have to be kind that of, fake. I had somebody. I was in fifth grade, and these loser boys created a fake account. And were so mean to me. Oh, you were you were chatting online with them. Shit, I'm in online. Yeah, what were you doing online that young? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Everybody was. My 10-year-old. Every kid has a phone in my dance class but me. And I say, there's a reason. And you're not ever getting a phone. Yeah. Yeah. When you go to it's college. It's awful oh, nowadays. Oh, my gosh. It's even worse. I'm not stupid, Josh. Hey. <laughs> She's smart, though. She'll probably end up at Clemson. She may end up at Clemson, <laughs> but she won't have a damn phone when she gets there. <laughs> Clemson sucks. Oh. oh, boy. All righty, let's go into Ask DBC. Producer Jason Schultz has chosen a few hashtag Ask DBC questions. All righty. You notice what they did on this? They're totally, because bl- we used to get on them about the questions and stuff. Now they just totally blame one guy that's not them. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah, it used to be you that's and fine. you. That's fine. What's now that? it's just like producer Jason. This first one's for you. Know you know he makes these sheets. Just just saying. He Keep makes going. the sheets. Continue there. So he put, it Continue. used to be producer Josh, but now it's producer this Jason. This one's for you, TJ. Amish. Amish Josh. Amish Josh. Alrighty. At TLCM88 asks, last week on Dale's podcast, Dale Jr. implied he would help his teammates in the playoffs. Does this include giving up a win? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely not. Yeah, I was going to say. We will never give up a win. What he says when he, when he meet like when you're going to help your teammates in the playoffs, what he means is when they catch you, you just don't hold them up. You, you know, if you're pitting at the same time, you might give them a little more leeway on pit row, something like that. You know, if it's coming out in another race, this doesn't even really happen until late in the race. There's two things that could happen. Number one, you don't have to race your teammates hard. Number two, you can race the other guys in the playoffs a little bit harder. So, whereas you can let your guy go, and I'm not talking about Dale Jr., I'm talking about everybody else. You can let your guy go, but then the next guy that gets there, you're going to race them a little harder. And as we see guys getting eliminated, you know, we're going to see the same thing. If the 41 were to get eliminated, then Stuart Haas is, of course, going to want him to race Martin Truex a little harder, you know, and, and race Kyle Busch a little harder because any advantage you can get from a track position standpoint can come from – those kinds of things. So when Dell says he's going to be a good teammate, that's what he's implying. He's not giving yeah. up a win, people. Hell Come no. on. No way. Hell no. Already At Garrett BWB What asks, do y'all think spotting in NASCAR or IndyCar is more challenging? I've never done IndyCar. Yep, never done it. I, uh, I, I've i never been asked to do it. So I Would can't. you do it? I would do it. Um, I, I, what I don't like about IndyCar, especially at ovals, is there's very, very, very little passing. Obviously, when you look at Indianapolis, the 500, completely different ball mm-hmm. game. But when I see those guys go to Richmond, a short track, they ride around single file all night, and it's boring as crap. So I don't think the skill set that IndyCar spotters need is as high as a skill set as what we need. However, 
whatever yeah. happens over there mm-hmm. happens a whole hell of a lot faster. Yeah. So when it hits the fan, like the fan's blowing off the ceiling kind of thing. Yeah, there it's a different type of um racing too, you know. We we have we do have more passing and stuff. There's way more strategy. When are you stopping? What lap are you stopping on? We have that too, but they're like it's like Formula One. They don't get out there and race side by side. It's strategy versus strategy. Which guy plays it right? Um, but I don't think. Um, I, mean, I think going to do an Indy 500 would be pretty cool. But yeah. somewhere I wouldn't even want to do a Texas or something like that, where they run side by side and take every run they got. I mean, that's that to me almost would be more stressful than like a Talladega or Daytona because their runs happen so fast, and they're not allowed to block. Yeah, it's so, a penalty, you yeah. know, and that's what we help. I mean, let's be honest. That's what TJ and I at Talladega in a few weeks, we're helping our driver block to get momentum to go forward. So, again, the mindset is completely different. I, I admire those guys. I think they have a hard job, uh, but I think the skill sets are just different. Yeah. All righty. At Travis C underscore 48 asks, best trash talker of all time in NASCAR and in the world. Man. That's a, that's a lot of people. I got to say, in NASCAR's Daryl Walter back in the day. I mean, in the <laughs> 80s. They called him Jaws because he always ran his mouth or his jaws. In the world, there is no better than nature boy Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's the best. I mean, here lately, I probably got to give it to Conor McGregor. I mean, yeah, he's, he was pretty good at it with nah, <laughs> against Rick, Floyd. Ric Flair's got him. I mean, that, maybe then in, in his prime. No, but, no, no, right now. I don't Isn't that know. the Ric Flair? Is that right? Easy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I don't know where the <laughs> came from. Yeah, well. I thought I heard that. Isn't that from something, or did I just make that Dude, up? Dude, you just go YouTube and your little young, cute ass <laughs> Ric Flair videos, <clears throat> promos, and you'll see. This That's, guy out here knows. No, you're thinking got, of Rick James. Jesus, Natalie, you couldn't have been further off. Dave Chappelle versus Ric Flair. Come on. Oops. Oh my gosh, it's not even close. Right, we're we're turning that left again. We gotta <laughs> get back on. Back on track. Okay, next. At Fisherman four eighty asks, what's your most painful injury ever to date? Might be three hours with Kristen's list. Kristen's well, not, not here. here. Thank God. We would just this would need its own hour show. I tore my Achilles in football in eighth grade. That hurt like a son. <laughs> God. That I broke my leg in three places. Where? Right here. For fun? Did that hurt? No, racing sprint cars. That hurt? Like hell. The bones came out of the skin. Shut up, I'll throw up. Yeah, I had a rod from here to here. Three screws. Big scar, 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 scar. That sprint car stuff, y'all Seven surgeries. Y'all are crazy. Yeah, no thanks. I would probably say... Shaving TJ's necks probably. Yeah, it's pretty painful. Kidney stones are no fun. Does that really count as an injury, though? Yeah. Anything that's got to come out of that thing is an injury. No, Just to paint this picture, when I was real little, I don't want to hear it. I was real little. I went down this. I was in this playing out in this field, mm-hmm. and I was kept, and I put my I went to kneel under the ground, and there was a nail sticking up. Ooh, that would hurt. And ooh, it went straight ooh. into my knee, Oof. and I stood up, mm-hmm. and there was a nail sticking out of my kneecap. Ugh, that sucks. like how far in did it go? Oh, it there was the nail was about that long, and I'm about halfway Just the tip. in. Oh, oh no, it was in there. That's bad. It was in all the way. It oh, hurt like hell. Yeah. Oof, duh. Just a tip. Just a tip. Just for a second. Just to see how it feels. Oh, my God. <laughs> it hurt. According to TJ. <laughs> and the whole thing ended up in there. Mm. That's not good. Nope. Just nope. go for it. 
Alrighty, do we have a rant? <laughs> I don't know that I have a rant, but I, I, you know, I end up on a lot of threads with TJ and sometimes a thread with Dell Jr. And all you Dell Jr. fans out there, y'all need to shut up about <laughs> fuss, fussing and about how slow the 88 is. Like, let's look at Dale Jr.'s career. He's a two-time champion. He's the 14, 15, 100-time most popular driver. He's won a pile of races. He's in his last nine races of his full-time career. And you idiots that are choosing to attack him and TJ and other people on the 88 on social media, you're not trolls. You're idiots. You are scum. You are the bottom of the world. You should be celebrating these last nine races, cheering him on, supporting him. Stop coming at him, people. He's driving his ass off. You're lucky he even came back and got in this race car. He didn't have to. He's finishing his contract. He's being a man of his word. He's going to go, and he's Still going to have a chance to win a couple races here. Shut up. You're driving me nuts when I see those people. Somebody tweeted me last night with TJ. You are so slow. It's pathetic. You weren't that slow. You were on different strategies. You're trying different things. You don't, you're not in this playoff race. So you're able to try to create different scenarios. You people need to leave these other people that are working their asses off alone. Rest in peace, Brett. Thank you. I'm, I don't care. They can come at me. Hell, I'll get my address. They can come to the house. But these people oh, are idiots. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not talking about all Dale Jr. fans. No. I'm not talking about all Junior Nation. I'm not talking about people that support Junior Motorsports. I'm talking about you one-way shallow fools that are constantly tweeting this guy and TJ and everybody else on this 88 team attacking them. Shut up. Leave them alone. I will say the only thing that I – that I that makes me mad is whenever I see somebody say that well we're not putting him in the best stuff. Right. That's not true. And first of all, honestly, we don't really deserve the fastest race cars right now of the shop. We're not running for the championship. We don't deserve that car that Jimmy and Casey Good and them point. have earned. They've earned that's the big, right. That's big for TJ Majors to say that. Yeah, that, it's, that's TJ's really a very point. selfish guy. It, oh, so I will say that. I will say that though our cars are the exact same. Right. As the other guys, but right. we don't like – I wouldn't – I mean, if we were running for the championship, I would say, you know, and they weren't. We deserve the best cars then. But, you know, they've earned the right. I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan my whole life. That sucks. I watched Tony Romo <laughs> suck for 10 years. I never once thought, you know what, I'm going to tweet this guy and tell him how bad he sucks. It's the power like, of social media. You, you well, uh, That's because Twitter didn't exist back then. Well, yeah, but even now, like I, I could tweet him now and go, man, those last, those every year you were the Cowboys, you sucked. Like, what is the point? Am I, I mean, people are, they've lost their minds. They're people are crazy. mean. Well, it's just that's an outlet. That's, that's, that's the reality. That's well, it's, the, it's like uh, all the people that, um, that I saw on Twitter this past Saturday who were calling for, uh, to fire Butch Jones because he lost to Florida. Right. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. Go yeah, I mean, so I sit here and I watch damn. our sport play out. You know, I mean, Dell Jr., who I knew better in his early career than I know now, like was this awesome, fun dude. And then he went through a lot of years where I'm telling you, if I didn't see him in the garage, I didn't see him anywhere. It's almost like he turned into a hermit. Mm -hmm. And now he's married. He's on social media. He's giving you podcasts. He's giving you periscopes. He's giving you the biggest look inside of the most famous person in NASCAR's life. And y'all are still finding something to fuss about. Please shut up. Or I'll tell you what, just go pull for another driver for the next nine weeks. He won't care. You what? know, it's I think it's what, crazy. I think what the problem is is people are frustrated because, you know, in 2014, 15, we had pretty successful years. Yeah. You know, we won won a handful of races in 14 and 15 combined together. And, you know, it's hard to 
it's hard to be that successful and then it fall off. But we don't, you don't really control that. But you never thing, know when you're going to go win three in a row. You never know when you're going to go two years without winning. But here's the thing. He's announced his retirement. He has nine races left. You have to, as his spotter, go out there and literally try to do this too. You've got to let this sink in, man. These are the last nine races you're probably going to ever spot for this guy, at least on mm-hmm. a full-time basis. Like everybody needs to enjoy these last nine races. Yeah, and honestly, that's this is similar to people. I, I used to hate Tom Brady. I hate him because I'm a Bills fan, so yeah. I hate Tom Brady. But here yeah. lately, the last probably year or two, I'm just enjoying watching him play because yeah. we're probably not going to see many people come along like no. him again. Same thing for Jimmy Johnson. If, if yeah. my two guys, Stuart Haas, can't win his championship, I hope Jimmy does because mm-hmm. I want to witness something I want to witness done. That. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it's just it's crazy. Anyway, that's I'll shut up. Well, I like how Dale posted the picture on his Instagram yesterday with, I think it was his right rear, like all banged up. And it's just said, simple, trying hard. Yeah, another driver adjustment in the car there. Yeah. Things tight. Now it's loose. Well, you were the last one to adjust it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, go ahead. You're you're up. All righty. Well, we'd like to thank one main again for this we podcast. we got to do our picks. Oh, yeah, shoot. Finally. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Watch your language. I've not done any research. Where are we racing? New Hampshire. Mm. (laughs) Uh, New Hampshire. Give me two seconds. Wow, you swung. You took a big one there, too. I mean, Kyle Busch was the fastest car. Until Martin went full throttle. He managed to screw up. Yeah, but he still runs second or third. Um, Hey, it's part of the game, man. Uh, Going to New Hampshire. A lot of fast guys there. I'm going to take Denny Hamlin. Oh, that's cool. I'll take Kyle then. I think you'll win. I but mean, you Denny, need to win because you're still behind. Denny's uh, Denny's fast there, though. Yeah. And you know what's odd is the Penske cars used to be really fast there, and now they're not not as good as what they used to be there. They're in Kentucky. They, they used were, to be the dominant ones. Kentucky and Loudon, where you were going to run second or third or fourth, whatever to them guys. Yeah. But we'll see. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Already now, I'll, now can I say it before? You can say whatever you want to yes. say. What was your screen name back then? Go kart, go karty ninety four. <laughs> Still, and my you were chatting books. with guys in fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> were you born in ninety four? They used to call me like. Were you born in ninety four? Eighty five. Oh, I was about to say I'm old. No, that was my number. Racing was ninety four. It was my favorite radio station. <laughs> Thanks to oh, One Main Financial for bringing this podcast and to, to Exalta guys. for. This amazing studio. And to Natalie for dressing for success today. Josh, as always, always. you contributed nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh Josh well. had a good F-bomb in there. He, he did. did. He was mad about that Bush Jones thing. I, really, I, I think am. he just wanted to beep himself out for once. That Tennessee he doesn't football. do it. Jason's got to beep it. Yeah. Well, he but Josh the mark, misses beeps. He puts the mark on the timeline, though. One time, what did, what did you miss the whole like ending to the show? Yeah. One time, I called him. I go, hey, you completely forgot <laughs> the ending to the show. Oh, Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> you don't God. <laughs> All right, I got to go work out. See Alrighty. y'all. See ya. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 